The Hard Shoulder with Kieran Cuddy with Nissan on News Talk. Where I want to go now, though, is this story of Russell Brand, a story that continues uh, to develop. The con- comedian, of course, facing very, very serious allegations of sexual offences and of controlling abuses, abusive and predatory behaviour following a joint investigation by the Times and Channel 4 dispatches. Uh, for more, I'm joined now by Myron Jones. He's a former editor of the Bureau of Investigative Journalism in the UK and he previously led one of the initial investigations into Jimmy Savile. Uh, Myron, you're very, very welcome to the show and thank you for taking the time. Given your experience of investigations around cases like Jimmy Savile, what have you made of the developments of this Russell Brand story in the past few days? Uh, they're made by a team of people who I know uh, and who I've worked with. Um, and these are very thorough, painstaking journalists. And they're working with the Sunday Times's legal team, who I've also worked with on very big investigations. They're incredibly careful. They're incredibly painstaking. Uh, so this is not something that's been rushed out in any way. This is something that has been very carefully thought through and that both Channel 4 and the Sunday Times as lawyers think is watertight. So um, it, at the moment, it's standing up very well indeed, I think. Does it have uh, for you kind of an element of, of deja vu or certainly echoes with similar stories in the past? Yeah, very much so. I mean, obviously, uh, I uncovered uh, Jimmy Savile's activities. And uh, what we had after that was a number of other entertainers were outed over the following weeks. It'll be interesting to see if that is what happens here with Russell Brand, whether other names are being thrown around at the moment, uh, who there have been rumours about for many years whether people feel this is the moment. Because sometimes what you get is that victims are reassured by the fact that victims of another alleged abuser have been believed. So if Russell Brand's uh, alleged victims are being believed, and it seems to me that they are being believed by most people, it encourages other victims of other people to come forward. So we may get a raft of these things happening, you know, over the next few weeks and months. Yeah, and, uh, you know, that would have been one of the features as well of of your investigations and the fallout to those investigations was it spoke to this, uh, this toxic culture in and around TV entertainment. Um, Yes. uh, I mean, does does that still exist? It must still exist. Yeah, it does still exist. And I think the really crucial thing here is not the bad men, if you like. There are always going to be bad men, but the complete failure of management to deal with that. And uh, not only from celebrities, but from other people within this industry. Um, you know, I've had a number of women get in touch with me since the program came out uh, who've worked for the BBC, ITV, Channel 4, saying that when they put in complaints about sexual harassment, they were the people who were forced out, not the people who were alleged to have done the harassing. Uh, in one case, one woman told me that uh, she felt forced out of the BBC along with two of her colleagues who wouldn't do something about 
a manager who was harassing them. You know, she was driven to the point of contemplating suicide. Um, and that is very, very recent. So, you know, this isn't some culture from a long time ago. This is happening at the moment. And there seems no real will to actually deal with this, to really say we're going to root this out uh, throughout the organization. It's not, you know, it's not just the celebrities. It's quite often bosses, managers, or all sorts of people. And, you know, and people will talk about these you know, in bars and whatever, people are talking about these people who they work with, uh, who are known to have caused problems over years and years, and yet are still there. Nothing is done about it. And what 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 do you attribute that to, Mario? I mean, is it, is it a culture of kind of sycophancy? Is it about kind of a, a belief in protecting the institution above all else? Is it just simply about money and that there are those who think, well, listen, this guy is worth too much to us to be damaged. Is it a bit of all of them I, or something I, else? I think that's the case in the terms of the celebrities. In terms of managers and things like that, then yes, it's about protecting the institution. You know, they don't want any scandal. They don't want anything happening. So, uh you know, they you know they would rather lose a few women who feel they've been harassed than lose a manager who they value and who they think has delivered for them. So there, there are two different things going on there, I suppose. With the celebrities, yes, it's the money, it's the ratings, you know, it's all of that. You know, they spend years building up a personality. It takes years and years, a lot of investment to make that happen, lots of vehicles that have to be designed for them to give them a chance to shine. Are they going to throw that all away uh, because there are some allegations? I mean, that 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 um, instinct to protect the institution, we're kind of drifting into the realms of psychology here for a moment, but I mean, it's, it, it's not exclusive to big media organizations we've seen that you know with the church is the obvious example yes. in this yes. country and in other countries it seems to be kind of a, a, a human frailty yeah i mean 20 odd years ago i was looking at the catholic church in britain and there was a huge cover-up culture there absolutely massive you know com- you know abusers were being sent to other parishes uh, so, you know, to avoid the complaints that have been made about them, knowing that that would happen again in another parish, uh, the head of the Catholic Church in England and Wales at the time, Cormac Murphy O'Connor, uh, I mean, he was an absolute cover-up artist. And, you know, it has improved. It has improved a bit, as it has improved in Ireland. Uh, but yes, as you say, there was a terrible culture of cover-up. And uh, to bring it back then again to your own like investigations of uh, and uncovering of of what happened with with Jimmy Savile, I mean, it, you know, in, in 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 relative terms, it's not that long ago, but the world has changed, you know, to a degree, a huge amount in those ten years, and we see uh, already the kind of tribalism online. Um, yes, you know, uh, yes. those people absolutely in defence of Russell Brand, regardless of what he does, because of what he says, because he's their guy. And, and, then, and because it must be a conspiracy yeah. to take him. It's not that he's done bad things. It's that the mainstream media are after him. They're determined to pull him down. Uh, and I think, you know, I mean, sometimes they say this. They say, you didn't go after him when he was really famous and was really big because he was generating money for you and so on. You're going after him. Now he's a sort of very populist, very big sideshow, but no longer a mainstream entertainer. There's some truth in that, in that 
you know, the media did not go after these people, the big entertainers, when they were at the height of their fame. Uh, that, I think, has changed since Savile. As you say, they're now legitimate targets. Um, but what they're, you know, what is completely false here is the idea that Big Pharma has rung up the head of Channel 4 and you know the head of the Sunday Times and said, look, we want to discredit an enemy of mainstream media. Let's get to it. I mean, that is fantasy. At the same time, I'm, I'm, I'm sure one of the things you were proud of post-Savile was the fact that other women then, you know, and people, and, and, and people who had been children at the time as well, who had been yeah. abused, you know, came forward. Um, it, it, one worries about whether that might be harder this time. And I appreciate it's already happening to a small degree. And you say people have contacted you and that's great. Yeah. But you wonder about that toxicity online, whether it, it might turn some victims away. It might do. It might do. But the, you know, I think, I think one of the things that really stands out for me is the idea that, uh, and this hasn't been denied, that um, his management knew that he was sleeping with a 16-year-old girl, that the BBC provided a car to take her around to his flat, and the only concern about his management was that they shouldn't be photographed together because it could be damaging. And, you know, you just think, what on earth is going on in those people's brains? Yeah. I mean, if you're already at the point that you know it's damaging, it's, yeah. it's, it's a short hop, skip and jump to ask yourself, why is it damaging? It's damaging because it makes him look like a sexual predator, because regardless yes. of what happens in, in the court of law, a 30-something-year-old dating a 16-year-old schoolgirl is predatory. Yes, especially a very powerful, you know, 30-odd-year-old. You know, there's a huge power imbalance there. Myron, listen, it's been really interesting talking to you and we appreciate you taking the time. Thank you so much. Thanks a lot. Myron Jones is a former editor of uh, the Bureau of Investigative Journalism. And as he said, right at the outset, he was one of those chiefly responsible for uncovering uh, a lot of Jimmy Savile's behaviour as well, way back in 2013 when that story first broke. So again, uh, Myron, thank you uh, for speaking to us here on the show. The Hard Shoulder with Kieran Cuddy with Nissan. Weekdays from four on News Talk.